Strange things have started happening, folks. I don't know if it has to do with the graying at my temples or the graying of my chest hairs, but little ghostly tendrils are seeping through the cracks of this reality. My memory is not what it used to be, but that can be fixed with a ginkgo paste face mask. I'm talking about visits, shadows, items feeling out of place, unfamiliar. I went to the gym to try and shake things loose and also deal with the loose things that are shaking around my midsection. Well, I went twice, and that was enough for me. They give you an iPad and tell you to grab some weights and do this and that, and after 30 minutes I almost collapsed, it being my first time that I've ever worked out, and on account of apparently you have to eat before going to the gym. Well, I was on to them, and by the second time I had a plate of blueberry hemp pancakes, a western egg white omelet, sweet potato hash brown casserole, all topped with fresh mountain syrup from upstate. And I still couldn't make it through the whole workout. After that, I decided to just go eat breakfast and cancel my gym membership. I already have a membership at the breakfast place where every fourth donut is free. Also, I don't like changing my clothes mid-morning. It just doesn't feel right. I need to have a work turtleneck and then a workout turtleneck? No. Once I'm in a turtle, I'm in. But still, something is off, and I'm not sure what. I guess we'll have to just open up the mystic portal once more and try to figure things out in the deep night. Oh, friends, hello. It's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased to be your sturdy vine, your peeling linoleum, your billowing curtain, and the door that squeaks open on its own. Yes, I'm like a real estate listing on Zillow that you just know has to be haunted. I am your host for the next hour of regrets and revelations here in the deep night. It's 4 a.m. once again, and we come to you this week as we always do from the foul banks of the Gowanus. I've been so busy, back-to-back -back shows, coast-to-coast -coast travel, so many exciting things happening. But after listening to last week's show, Goddess, I could stand to add it out, some of the heavy breathing in these shows. Ah, I've been trying to do more meditation, because periodically, as you know, I start to let the old doubts creep in, and maybe that's what I'm feeling. Maybe that's what's so off. But it feels larger than that. Like, maybe I'm right, and all my crystals really are ghosts that have been buried underground. What if my windowsill is full of captured souls? I sometimes think about all the ghosts we must pass on a daily basis, stacked up on benches, standing where their homes used to be, but now there's just a bus stop or a corporate park. All these lost souls, packed into cities or standing alone in cornfields. And those are the lucky ones. The others are sealed into quartz rocks and jade rollers. That's why I have to meditate, you know, to think about all of this and to process it. And I know you're not supposed to share your mantra, but I find such comfort in mine. I thought I'd tell you, my listener, so that if you ever hear it, you can think of me and take a moment to reflect on your life choices and the undead. Whenever I'm in a deep meditation, I just repeat these words, Raymore and Flanagan. <laughs> just like that, Raymore and Flanagan. It's helpful. Plus, I gather there's a sale on convertible sofas and dining room sets. I may have been a touch haunted during our recent live show at the Slipper Room. We've had some tremendous guests on, and for some reason at the end my mind went a little blank. 
Not enough meditation, too much travel. I know why I was out of breath in the last show, by the way, just to put you at ease. I was struggling to put on an Aquaman costume. We've all been there. And my foot got caught. My boot. You see, Galinda suggests I wear these Cuban-heeled boots in the live shows. Anyway, I was worried about time, and I was rushing to hit my mark, because that's important in podcasting. And anyway, I'm fine. I don't need the gym. There's so much more, though, that I wanted to ask these guests, and that happens every time. As usual, I really should have them back for more in-depth conversations, and maybe I will. All would be welcome. Now, we start the show with some music from the band Cushions, who are just fantastic. Rob and I have worked together in the past, and Krista and I just met, but if you get the chance, go see them, support them. It was great to have them on, and I, I meant to give them a little more attention, you know, during the show, a little more back and forth, a little more banter, which the audience loves. And uh, so I'm doing that now, just they're not here. Just appreciate this uh, bandless banter. Well, then in the show, uh, we'll go along and uh, we'll have comedians Katie Hannigan, just terrific, and X Mayo, who really uh, did drop a crystal down her shirt, uh, actor and director Maria Dizia, and the otherworldly musician Vera Sola. Now, Vera does a song at the end of the show, and my goodness, if you weren't already in love with her music from listening to her new album, Shades, you will be after this. It was a special evening, and oh, I wish I could play the saxophone as well as she plays the guitar and so many other instruments. Thanks to the Deep Night Dancers, Lillian and Audrey from 96B Dance Theater. Uh, that's with an Ari, in case you're wondering. You may not be able to hear it when I say it, but that's... Uh, they were dancing in between each guest and at the top of the show, and it's always just marvelous to have them there. You can watch video of all the segments up on our YouTube channel. Yes, we have one. And also, please tune in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And here's the important thing. Rate and review the show, because that's what, that's what keeps it going. That's what gets the momentum. All right. <laughs> I hear you. Enough of that. Dale, let's get to it. Here is our live New York City show from January and the Slipper Room. And welcome to the Deep Night. I'm Dale Schiefer, and I'm so pleased to be your host through this next hour of regrets and revelations. <laughs> we are celebrating 10 years of this program, ladies and gentlemen, 2019. Thank you. We're also celebrating a $50 gift card to Amazon. That's how I got this jacket. Uh, and, you know, we've had some big shows this year already. Uh, we're doing back-to-back, coast-to-coast shows. Uh, we were just out at Sketchfest in San Francisco. Just flew back from there. Thank you. Just came back uh, via portal <laughs> from San Francisco. And boy, are my chakras tired. But uh, I love everything there is about 
travel. I love every single part of it. I do. I love that moment where you're struggling to get the, you know, the luggage into the overhead thing. That moment that's so ripe and so full of rage and fury and ambition. And if we could just bottle that, if it was an energy drink, you know, we'd call it, I'm doing my best. Hurry up. And I never help anybody that's doing that because that's something that should be enjoyed <laughs> by yourselves. You know, that's a solo activity. So I always just sit and watch. Um, I also really, probably like a lot of you, this is something I love, uh, a chatty Lyft driver. <laughs> Don't you just love it? I mean, yes, I'm paying for the ride, but I am paying for the experience. <laughs> am I right? I mean, I'm a storyteller, but I'm also a story receiver. Story receiver. I want to bring it in. I want to just be enveloped in your scent, in your personal history. Where are you from? Boston? Cal Exotic. You know, I just I want to know about you. I want to listen in to your uh, unnerving and extended and unbelievably long phone conversation with whom I imagine is probably an unemployed relative or a night watchman. I just want to get a little sense of that person. Imagine the intimacy one could have if I've never talked to anyone for 20 minutes before. <laughs> there they are chatting away. It's fascinating. And I will only give five stars if we've just completely merged our consciousness. So that if we're together and somebody just comes in and cuts us off, I want us both in unison to exclaim, This effing guy, can you believe it? <laughs> it. You know, that's what I want to have. I just want to, because normally, I'll be honest with you, I'm a, I'm a sinker. I'm a, I don't want to look over at them. You know, if something happens, I'm not the one looking over because sometimes the creatures, they look back. And I don't want to have any kind of conflict. So I will lie. I'll put the seat back. You know what I mean? I'll put it all the way down just to avoid that conflict. But if I'm with there, if we're going to do the glare, if we're going to glare over at the person after they cut us off, well, if you're in the lift, that uh, kind of glare situation requires, much like a um, tasting menu at a restaurant, requires the full participation of the party. Okay, so we're all going to do the, I'm going to do the glare, and we're going to cast a hex on them. It's <laughs> what we're going to do, one of these... You know, one of those. And they won't soon forget the time that they cut off a couple of fellas driving in a light gray Honda Accord. <laughs> okay. Zing. Oh, we have such a great show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get right to it. Uh, Cushions is with us, the band here. Cushions is here. Now, uh, guys, would you mind playing me a little sitting down music? Uh, something low and slow, uh, like a furloughed federal steam cleaner trying to get the smell of french fries out of the White House drapes. great. That was great. How are you guys doing? Rob and Kristen, how are you doing? Great. Good. Now, uh, Kristen, right? You, you, you've had a lot of experience in the theater, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. You might want to use, use the mic, but that's okay. 
you've had some experience in the theater. And Rob, you've been inside a theater. I have. I yeah. Have. <laughs> That's good. You know, no, you've done some theater too, haven't you? I have. Yeah. And uh, you enjoy you enjoy playing the music. You're going to have us kind of a celebratory meal after this. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you going to have? Blue ribbon sushi down the street. You're going to have blue ribbon sushi. <laughs> I wish I could. I That's you wish you could. Is it expensive? I don't know what blue ribbon sushi is. It, it is expensive. It's expensive. What do you get there? The omakase. Yamagobo. Yamagobo. Yeah, burdock. Burdock. Oh, that sounds nice. This jacket's just too hot, so I got to take it off. I don't know what it's made out of, but it's not natural. <sighs> there we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. Got to get the amulet placed. Amulet placed. Got to say it correctly. Uh, you guys excited for the new year? You excited for the show? This show, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any show. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, can you stick around? Okay, good. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our first guest tonight is a wonderful comedian who uh, has been seen all over. She's uh, got uh, regular gigs over there at the at uh, the stand, Stand Up New York, a New York Comedy uh, Club, New Stand York Club, all the New York stand variations. You can find her. Uh, she's just terrific, and she's got a great podcast we're going to talk about. Katie Hannigan is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Katie. Deep Night Dancers, everybody. And Lillian's finally found her own place, so we're excited for her. Katie, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank Good. you. Thanks yes, you know, I gather you came all the way from the Upper West Side. Uh, yes, yes. You know, I don't usually stray that far above 14th Street, no. but I made it back. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> I haven't been up there in years. What's it like? Oh, oh, there's so many young people. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, my God. It's like oh. traveling back in time. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That's delightful. And, of course, you recently made your late-night debut on the uh, Late Night with Stephen Colbert. I did, Late yes. show with Stephen thank Colbert. You. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. God bless America. Yeah, that was a lot of fun for you? It was very fun. I had yeah. a great time. The set went well. Yes. And, you know, and then I got, I got drunk, so... <laughs> That well, was it. Best in a case scenario. Yeah. That's terrific. Now, uh, I know that one of the things that you talk about in the comedy is uh, looks can be deceiving. It's true. And you have kind of a, you know, a kindergarten teacher kind of a look. Mm -hmm. Although mm -hmm. I would argue you'd be perfectly at home on the Snowpiercer. You know, oh, that, that I, yeah. That's that train <laughs> that goes around the earth. Now, who do you, do you think I would be? I would be like in the upper classes, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see myself, yeah. you know, living it up, yeah. <laughs> having a cocktail in, on a train that never yeah. stopped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although the cocktail's also made out of roaches. Were they? I'm not, I don't remember I don't, exactly. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I've watched it many times. <laughs> yes, I've seen <laughs> As you many have. as you could. Now, you do so many things, uh, but one of the things that you do, you have this podcast about the apocalypse. Yes. It's called a, a podcalypse. A podcalypse. Yes. Yes. It is a pun. I got it. <laughs> it's fun with words. <laughs> we can have that. Yeah, at the end of the world, why not? That's all you have left. <laughs> exactly. There's no societal breakdown. Just yeah. have a little fun. Now, were you always fascinated in that subject? Yes, I'm a huge fan of um, science fiction and uh, dystopia. Yep. And also anything post-apocalyptic I love. You love it. Mm -hmm. So your Will Smith vehicles, uh, <laughs> probably number one. Sure. <laughs> sure. What's that one? I ro I legend. I robot. I am legend. I yeah. am legend. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Saw it in the theater. If you yeah. can believe it. Years ago. Yeah. 
Was that a good experience? Um, yes, I do remember. I don't love, I don't actually love vampires. Yeah. But I Am Legend, um, actually, that was the, the book, which was written, I believe, in the late 50s. That was the one of the very first um, impetus for the zombie phenomenon that we have, which is so popular now. Well, let's talk about that, because I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm big, I'm not a big, I'm uh, not a big lobster fan, not a big uh, zombie fan. <laughs> and if you have a, because here's why lobster came mm -hmm. to my mind, because I watched a lobster eat another lobster. And that was so disturbing <laughs> that that reminded Where me of zombies. Where on earth was that? Maine, of course. Oh, of course, Maine. They're, they're <sighs> all cannibals. It's, it was gross. It yeah. was gross. But, and that's what happens with the zombies. They're gross, aren't they? They're quite gross. I would I, say that, Dale. And, and, and how, how you, the podcast that you have, it takes place in the end times? It takes place in uh, in the end times exactly in a um, it's a bunker of sorts that yeah. we um, so the first season we had um, we, we actually we did a thirty episode season and we're getting ready to start um, season two uh, so look out but it does take place in the end times in a bunker that we have collected ourselves in and then our last few episodes um, we actually did in a few places around the country um, so we were you know we were on the run our yeah. bunker was destroyed and we had to kind of you know sure. Sure. Go. I, I was um, traveling, so yeah. that was tied in. That's a reason for you to be in Chicago. Yes. Uh, so now, what is the, what is the end time that has? Uh, what what is the reason for the apocalypse that has occurred? Well, you know, I just feel like in pop culture, there's so many more references of the apocalypse now than there have ever been. Yeah. And we wanted to analyze it and analyze different. You know, of course, we have all these things in the news all the time. Donald Trump, the climate summit. Um, the um, evidence of mass extinction that's occurring now. Um, so there's all these different things that contribute to um, this kind of, it's almost we have this like low-level hysteria. The Ebola crisis that we had in two, two 2014, yep. um, by the way, now it's the second biggest Ebola outbreak happening now in the Congo. Did Is you that hear true? about that? No, that's I haven't true. heard about it. 400 people have died Wow. so far. So, you know, it's like we, we live in this um, world, we have a ton of technology, um, but also, you know, a lot of scariness as well. Sure, sure. How do you think the world will end, though? I think it's either going to be um, financial collapse. I think well, my, my top three are financial collapse. Um, Can we hear it for financial collapse? Financial collapse. Yeah. Yeah. People are excited. Which yep. my parents, that's their prepper flavor. They're getting <laughs> yep. ready for that one. Yep. Um, Where are they? Uh, in Indiana. Indiana, okay. Yes, safe and sound. A soon-to-be coastal city. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So financial collapse, pandemic, which I think is right up there, and the last one, um, which is detailed in like so many different post-apocalyptic scenarios, w which would be like mass extinction, um, agriculture collapse, you know, starvation. Okay, we have a fan. Great. Agriculture collapse. Yeah. People are really rooting for like that. Like the ac acidification of the oceans, you know, fresh water yeah. uh, scarcity, stuff yep. like that. All the good things. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I used two straws here, so I apologize. <laughs> uh -oh. They're very small, but, you know, <laughs> I like to put my mouth on the glass. <laughs> no, why would you? Um, now, uh, what do we need to have in our to-go kit if we have to, if we have to get out of a place? Um, well, you know, one guest we had on, Jordan Jensen, she had the best, uh, she had the best survival pack that I've ever heard of. It was just three Xanax. Um, <laughs> so, just have one, figure it out as you go. Three Xanax and a handgun. That's what I would say. Um, good things to always have ready to go at any time. Cash, or if you have any, you know, precious metals that you can trade for goods. 
Um, I do. Passport. Yeah. Keep yep. a few little gold nuggets on the bedside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, also, uh, any aspirins or prescription medi- medication that you have. And that's sh- you should just have that in any scenario like it might not be an apocalypse but you might need to leave because of a war or something who knows you know the two things always in my kit please tell me toothbrush and a sense of humor (laughs) 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 because you want to smell good uh what do you think (laughs) about uh comedy in the in the uh, end times you think it has a role because you gotta laugh don't you katie you you gotta laugh oh you have to laugh how will we get through it? How will we get through it if we don't laugh? Sometimes I pray for the apocalypse just because, you know, I don't want to keep going on this trajectory of a career and <laughs> um, just watch myself fall further and further from my uh, sm- small success. Um, I had a great dream once. I have a lot of recurring dreams about zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And uh, I had a dream once where I was, I was trapped in a zombie apocalypse. This is years ago when I first started doing open mics. And I was trapped and I noticed I was with a group of scared ladies and I thought, you know what? This is a pretty good place for me to try out my bits. And I just put on a show, ladies! And uh, they loved it. Yeah. So that was my own mind. But I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably have to, have, you know, recover from the trauma one way or another. Sure. In one way, it's sad. But in another way, I think maybe I'll finally get listed in timeout. Yeah. Less competition. Yeah. I love it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, I read an article in a New Yorker, and by the way, if you want to come by and read any, I got a stack of them. Uh, I'd love to come over. Oh, that, that would yeah, be nice. Thank you. That would be nice. <laughs> I'm uh, looking for an apartment actually now. Oh, okay. You well, if you, if you need to sort of pass the time, uh, there's <laughs> there's one that has a great article on Boutros Boutros Golly that I'm dying to dive into, and uh, Jonathan Franzen on birds. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> I got this New Yorker article, and it, it talks about the future and the end of the world, and it talks about it happening just with dust and with all this just yellow dust accumulating. And I think that's kind of a pretty nice way to go, just 20 years of a soft powder, <laughs> you know, mil- building up, it just clogs everything, and then pff, yeah, you're gone. Yeah, I love that. That's another thing, too, as I was doing so much research for Apocalypse, is there's a lot of very uh, likely apocalyptic scenarios that we're all facing, but there's also some very absurd, bizarre ones. Yeah. There's someone like, um, I don't know if you ever read Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. And uh, in that one, he has an invention called Ice-9. And anytime it touches a water molecule, it freezes everything around it. So basically, if it touches the ocean, everyth- it's solid. It creates like a solid mass. And that was actually a metaphor for the atomic bomb, oh the yeah. power of the invention. Yep. Yep. But, you know, there's all kinds of kooky things that could happen. I like dust. You know, fine, fun. <laughs> How about purple? <laughs> so this uh, kind of like kindly demeanor uh, also uh, hides a uh, darkness, doesn't it, Katie? <laughs> and uh, what do you think is the root of that darkness? Well, um, you know, my dad had a real fucked up sense of humor. He was great with uh, people, not with kids. Um, <laughs> and he would Lucky say... Lucky for you. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, great guy. But yeah, again, with not with kids, but he would say things like um, he would do a little prank when we would drop... We would take my mom... She would run into the store, and he would just pretend to drive away as though we were abandoning my mother. Ah, uh, fun bit. Yeah, it's pretty That's tra- traumatizing. <laughs> or um, he <laughs> would do a couple other ones. He would uh, he would pretend to be angry, as a joke. Yeah, That's he great. would you know get over here. I got you a present. Surprise. You know, so I'm in therapy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another one he would do was uh, he had a. W- this is a big runner in my house. He would come. And he would um, go as though he was going to hit you in the face and then just scratch his head. <laughs> Dad. 
Anyway, fun guy. He sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. great guy. Yeah, that sounds like you're always a little bit on edge. And uh, that's a nice thing for the home. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you never um, really feel safe, which is probably why I have a podcast about the apocalypse. <laughs> That's right. And do, do you do things that give you comfort? Do you have uh, some of the gravity blankets? Do you sleep with some of those? Um, I bought a, a gravity blanket only to only when I was single just to give me that illusion of um, the comfort of a lover. Um, <laughs> a lover that slept on top of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's yeah. how I like it. I like a man to just lay his weight on me. That's no sex, just pressure. <laughs> just just a pressure. slowly push me into the mattress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. I meditate. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind of on the verge of spiraling at any moment, so I have to do a lot to keep myself sure. from going down. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all do, don't yeah, we? So yeah, so we'd have our processes. Yeah. And were you a kid that had a lot of, were tuned into the news, that kind of thing? I remember when I was about seven, they had that terrible, uh, the horrific E. coli outbreak at the Jack in the Box. Oh, yeah. We and remember that, right? Yes. You, we you folks remember that? We remember. Yeah. Oh. Jack in the Box, by the way, would be much more successful if they just hadn't killed the child with that E. coli outbreak. Hadn't E. coli. Yeah, I think that was really kind Sorry, of a low point. Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they served too many things. Oh. They, they diversified, <laughs> but also your thing is solid, too. But you don't need to get a taco at a burger place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, they're not going to do that well. I've actually never been there. I've never, I never ate fast food ever since I read that article. Oh, yeah. When I was yep. seven. That would be tough. So, you know, that was... Uh, just one in a series of obsessions that I had from reading horrifying news stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, as you uh, see, I was I was tuned in. I was uh, probably the only uh, kid in uh, elementary school that was very concerned about the Libyan airstrikes that Reagan had ah, ordered. Ah, oh, so and you were uh, more of a global news. I was a. I had a subscription to Time and National Geographic, and that really screws you up. Yeah. Yeah. Great photos, though. Great oh, photos. Oh, I love the photos. Yep. Yep. I learned a lot <laughs> about. Bodies. <laughs> As a young person. Oh, geez. Pretty much all I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about uh, that? Uh, now, uh, you, you're going to have some uh, shows that are coming up. Do you, uh, how frequently is the uh, apocalypse? When season two starts? So season two is going to start in April. We started our season one in April, but it's on um, iTunes, so please check it out. Season two, we're very excited. We're finally going to tackle um, one of my absolute all-time favorite apocalyptic scenarios, the bubonic plague. Right. Um, so I'm very thrilled for that, so keep your eyes open. Um, but I do have, uh, I do have, I mean, if the world is, you know, if we're even still here, my God, anything yep. could happen. Yep. Um, but I'm performing around town, so I have my website, www, although we don't really need that anymore, but it's kittyhannigan.com. Okay. There it is. And it shows, you know, I'm around, I'm around all the time. Well, I'm glad you were around here tonight. Katie Hannigan, everybody. Oh, thank you so much. That's thank terrific. you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Lovely. How about that? Oh. End of the world? Sure. You guys, what do you think about that? You think about the end of the world at all? Yeah. You know what? It's going to be okay because we're going to need musicians. And you'll probably have to, uh, we'll need experimental musicians too. <laughs> all right? Because you're going to have to cobble stuff together out of whatever's left over. Little scraps and stuff. Probably concrete and calculators. Incidentally, a good name for your band when you're in the, in the end times. You don't have to take that. I mean, play with it. Workshop it a little bit. Anyhow. 
Our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us uh, uh, from really just uh, moving to New York, making something of herself, an inspirational story. Uh, uh, she's on the Facebook show Strangers. Uh, she's also uh, recently been uh, named uh, a writer over there on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. X Mayo is here. X, you want to come on up? Empty space is sick and sound. Disappeared from our the dancers don't we no we honor we love give it up again for them yeah the deep night dancers Lillian and Audrey X how are you good I'm good how are you I'm doing great congratulations on the daily show gig. thank you that must be thank terrifically you. exciting it's for amazing you. yeah yeah having fun up there yeah I'm having a great time I'm also very excited because I got to tell my mom I'm Mexican and black my mom's um an immigrant, but she's legal. She's good. No wall for her. Um, <laughs> All right. uh, I hope no wall I for any of us. <laughs> we d Listen, none of us need a wall. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I told her I was like, Mom, I got on. I'm a writer now at the Daily Show, and she was like, Okay, are they paying you? <laughs> Just like, yes. But like, my mom's Mexican and an immigrant. She truly knows like three comics. She's like George Lopez, Cedric the Entertainer, Ellen. That's all that matters to her. You could Said do no worse. One, uh, yeah, yeah. She could do I'd worse. go to that concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Yeah, um, right. So, yeah, no, it's an amazing thing. God is good. I'm very blessed. Sure. And uh, now, uh, over there, though, one of the things that I know, unfortunately, you have to do is pay attention to the news all the time. Yes. And, oh uh, of course, we have somebody that th I, there's no one I would like to pay less attention to than the person that's in the White House. What do you make of this whole hamburgers thing that was going on there? He gave the fast food for the for the for the team there. It's so hard because like my first jokes that I pitch, I get called in because I'm just cussing his ass out. <laughs> they're like, "X, we can't do it." I was like, "You dumb bitch!" Like, <laughs> fuck. And they're like, yeah. "Trevor's like, I can't say that. We can't do that." Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> "Yeah." Like, so it's it's hard like to see him, and he's just like, "Listen, folks." We've got burgers. <laughs> it's just like, what? Right. Like, he's just eating just, like, fucking GMO. Just, I mean, truly, it's like a fucking, like, uh, a hamburger-flavored battery. That's what the fuck he's eating. Like, that's what the fuck <laughs> Big Macs are. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. It's just, and then next to candlelight, like, it's so, like... The candelabra really set the mood. I thought yeah, that truly. was a beautiful touch. Yeah, it's like, he fucking, like, what do you drink, Rosé, out of an ashtray? Like, bitch, get out of here. Like, he's, oh, my God, he's got God. And then he said hamburgers. Did you see it? He yeah, said, yeah. did you see? He was like, the ball is very expensive. Yeah. Like, you're illiterate. Yeah, yeah. Fucking R. Kelly yeah. ass. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. God. Yes, it's he's illiterate, too. Fucking bitch. Ugh. We cannot stress enough. We uh, came out hot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, Let's it, let me touch a crystal. Let me put this shit in my titty. Touch a crystal. Let me put this That's in my titty. That's incidentally the one that you're supposed to put down there. That's good. Yep. All yep. I see is white bitches putting crystals in their titties, <laughs> and they fine. So I'm going to just put it in my titty. Yep. And we're going to see what happens. I hope I feel better. It's cold. Yeah. Yep. That's it the energy. Is cold. That's the energy working. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. 
Now, okay. X, uh, I understand that you started out, you didn't start out in comedy. You started no. out in uh, makeup. No. Actually, I started out in theater. Theater. When I was eight. Yep. And then I was performing, writing, acting, and then I was getting okay. rejected so much okay. I was like, fuck the industry. And then I started doing film and makeup. All right. Yeah. So if we back up to the theater part, mm -hmm. what happened in the production of Cinderella that you were in? Production of Cinderella? You think I'm that black bitch that was on stage? What? No, not what? No. Oh, because there's a black girl that was on stage. You know how y'all think all of us look alike. I had to check. No, I, I didn't. thought I that you thought that I, I was know. that black bitch. No, no, no. I've allowed you to insert my crystal into your breast. There's a black girl that was in Wicked. Oh, it's Wicked. <laughs> it's Wicked, right? That's not Cinderella. See? See? You Wicked. Thi you think all of our musicals are the same. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, we just saw racism right here at Deep Night <laughs> yeah, with motherfucking yeah. Dale. Were you not in a production as a young person of Cinderella. Cinderella? No, I'm a little black girl from church. I was born and raised. My mom's very, very, very Christian. So I was married. That was my first uh, my first theater production at Peace Apostolic with Bishop Howard A. Swanson. Okay. I was I was married, and I was going to be married. Wasn't nobody going to be married. They was, okay. they was trying to have me be the one that brought the frankincense and Mara said, no. <laughs> She's a star. <laughs> so okay. right. I was going to poison the bitch. I was going to be married. I was going to do something. I was like, I'm holding Jesus. The ambition was there from an early age. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I'll do anything. Okay. Was, but you know how I got that inspiration? Because my mama didn't have cable, and Showgirls was always on WB. Yep. I said, I'll push the bitch downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Showgirls the movie? Yeah. Who yeah. is the bitch from Say by the Bell? Elizabeth Berkeley. She's in, that's Showgirls, right? That is, There yes. you go. Yeah, Her. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. fuck with Say by the Bell, too. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah, it, w it was a good show. It was a good show. Yeah. R.I.P. Showgirls, less of a good show. Terrible. Terrible. Good hair. Good hair. Good hair in that movie. We this we crystal agree. keep falling, y'all. It's like <laughs> down in my belly button. No fucking I'm lie. I'm excited to get it back. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to smell like brown sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyhow, like, can we uh, jump up to the, to the makeup thing, though? Yes. So okay. I quit. I actually just told the story to the makeup artist at the Daily Show. I had her yeah. hit me real quick because I was like, I got to do a show and I want to yeah. be cute for you. No, I appreciate so that. And the audio listeners appreciate that as well. Truly. They could smell. They could. They could. They could like hear like that bitch got a yep. face for radio, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, they feel your confidence. Truly. Yes. yes. Or they could be like that bitch is cute. Should be on TV. Yep. And they think in the latter. Um. So yeah. So I actually. So what happened was I was like, fuck the industry, right? I was like, I'm done acting. I'm done with it. I'm like, I'm still an uh, like an artist. Like I'm not a nine to five bitch. Like you can't. I'm not in the front of the fucking temp agency. I'm not a this bitch. I can't do that. So I was like, okay, I went to film school. <laughs> yeah. I did that. And then I was like, oh, I want to do makeup. Makeup, it wasn't like super popping the way it is now. It was like back in 2012. So when I yeah, did it, we remember. I remember. I think most of us remember. It's, it's he a, a right definite here. shift. He was shaking his head. Yep. He was like, there yep. was a shift. Yep. Um, <laughs> 2015. <laughs> oh, there it goes again. Yep. Okay. Oh, I can't um, wait. It's going to live right on back. my coochie. I swear to God. <laughs> Uh, bless it's, it. It's finding its way. <laughs> bless it. Um, <laughs> well, I got to keep going because you got other guests. We can lose the focus. No, sure. Okay. So, okay, listen. I'm, I'm so tempted to let you keep it, though. Okay. <laughs> Truly. Give a gift. A white man needs to give a black woman something. Shit. Okay. 
So what happened was, Dale, you listening? I'm listening. Okay. What happened with the makeup? So what happened with the makeup was I've always been very ambitious, right? Like since yeah. I was a kid, like I was in fifth grade, like we going to sing, stomp, and I'm a rap. This is your part. You were this. We're going to dance. Like always have been there. And I was over the theater arts department at my church at 18. Like I've been producing shit since I was 18. So stomp, always stomp the thing with the brushes? This yo motherfucking ass. Stomp by Kirk Franklin. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, after Dale, I'm going to give you some homework because you got to know Stomp, Kirk Franklin, God's property. You have to know Stomp. No, I do. I have to know it. I next will. time I come I, back, I want to see. I apologize for, for I want to see your dancers hit it. Okay. Okay, next time I come back. <laughs> so I found this black woman. Yeah. She had her own makeup line. Now, now it's like we have Fenty, we have Pat McGrath, we have Black Opal, we have all this. But back in 2012, yeah. he yeah. remembers, yeah. wasn't no black women doing makeup. So. I reached out to her, I found her on Instagram, and I was like, if she has a number on her uh, website, I'm gonna call her. Yes. So I called her, she didn't answer, she called me back, and I was like, hey sis, like I'm a black woman who like does makeup, can you please give me some um, advice? And she was like, I usually don't do this, but go ahead, shoot. Now, I'm smart, so I already researched her, and I know she teaches this class at Fashion Week, so I said, I'm gonna play stupid. And I'm just like, oh, so what do you do? Like, what do you do in New York and stuff like that? Like, fashion week's coming up. She was like, oh, I had this class. I was like, oh, really? Really, you do? Like, what is it? And she was like, oh, I do this class. But X, if you can get um, a ticket out here, I'll let you take the class and then come with me to fashion week because I know she only picks a few people. Yeah. So I said, oh, my God, yes. So I called my best friend, Dorian, and I was like, bitch, come pick me up because I had no gas money. I had just enough money for my one-way ticket. And I was like, mama, you going to send me, get me back home? She was like, yes. Yeah. So I go. I spent all my money on my ticket, um, one-way flight. Within an hour, I emailed her my confirmation number. I was like, here's my confirmation number. So when we going, what time is the class, what I'm doing? She was like, oh, wow, you really serious? I was like, yes. And she was like, okay. She was like, I'll be in touch. I've never heard from her again. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> never heard from her. But let me tell you, because I don't believe in anything being negative. I believe in that everything is a blessing in disguise. Yes. She was the catalyst for me to get out here. I needed, God knew I needed something. I needed to know that I had opportunity. Like, just coming out here, just because, like, I needed to know that there was something there. Yep. And when that tanked, that tanked while I was in L.A. before I left, I reached out to all of my L.A. connects, and I was like, who do you know in New York? And I came out here, and I became a dresser for Fashion Week. Now, cut to my last day. I'm about to come back to New York. Yep. I went to go see Motown the Musical, um, September 2013. It's the end of Fashion Week. I spent all my money. My mama ends up texting me, and my homeboy was like, I can get his $30 rush tickets. I was like, boo, I ain't got no money. My mom texted me, and she was like, hi, mija. Mija is a girl in Spanish for all of my um, yes. Caucasians. And so then she was like, she was like, mija, I want you to, here's some money. Here's $60 just cause like i know you need money sixty dollars y'all exact money i needed for to see fucking motown so we go to see motown and i'm in the orchestra pit and i'm like crying because it's been my dream since i was eight years old to like be in new york and do theater and be on broadway and then my friend later i saw my homeboy donald he played barry gordy now he's in hamilton on tour yeah. And so I go backstage and I meet everybody because who I went, my homeboy Larry knows everybody. And the director pulls me by the hand, serious, like doesn't know me. He was like, come here. I was like, what? He was like, you live with fear. You have a responsibility to live your dream and you have to do it now. And that has carried me my whole time and I've been in New York now for six years. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. That's incredible. 
Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, and, and that's the kind of uh, story of the $80 in a suitcase. Yeah, that's my name on Instagram. Please follow. <laughs> I post really like positive <laughs> things. Um, oh, I appreciate I really that. encouraging things because that's what the world needs. Um, but yeah, that's what I had. $80 in a suitcase when I decided to stay in New York. Yeah. Now, do you think that uh, $80 in a suitcase would have bought you a different career in a different city? Like maybe you'd be like a lawyer. Like in Asia? Well, <laughs> sure. I was thinking St. Louis. Maybe you'd be. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what $80 <laughs> could do anywhere in America. Um, but it got you on a comedy career and a theater career. Yeah, yeah. it did. I, I came out here and I was like, oh, I have been on the wrong side of the stage like for a very long time. And like the gift that God has given me, I said that you put it in the wrong vessel. So now I have a second shot. Because I quit for like five years. Like the rejection as an actor, it, hit, it, wa it weighs on you. And then I'm Afro-Latina, so I'm Mexican and black. So I would go into casting, they were like, oh, you not Sofia Vergara, but yet you not like all the way black, like you could be ambiguous, we don't know if you black enough. And then it was like the whole lose weight factor. So it just was like weighing on me. I was, yeah. and I was young at the time, like 22, 23, when I decided to quit. I was like, I've been doing this since I was eight, ain't shit popping, and I'm from LA, born and raised. So um, it, was like, it was like, it's too much. But yeah, yeah it's crazy how, no matter what, you cannot deny your purpose. It'll like, it's like a fucking boomerang. Like you throw it and you think like, I'm done, I'm not doing this, and it'll come right back to you. Whew, right yeah. back to you. Yeah. yeah, that's how I ended up here. Yeah, Yeah. on a boomerang. <laughs> on a boomerang, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Talking, talking to you with my crystal down <laughs> in your body. <laughs> <laughs> in your body. It all happens yes, for a reason. Well, what 100%. I was going to ask was, was contouring always a thing, or is that something that came on later? Because I contour my whole body now. You do? Yeah. To make, to like, get you like some like, yeah. nice little. Yep. This yeah. part is higher than that part. Mm-hmm. Yep. It really, it's too fucking much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's too fucking much. I see these bitches on YouTube. I'm like, what after is not the before? It's like way, it's too much. Like I have like a little sweet beat right now. You feel me? Like just a little something, yep. just a little, little, little hit. Scooby Doo pow yep. pow, you yep. know? I do feel and that. And just a little because it's like, okay, I'm going to be with lights. I'm with Dale. He got crystals. Yep. It's the fucking photographer. So let me just, you know, I have Turn a brand up. to protect. Turn it up a little. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Yeah. But just all this fucking like contour bitch like yeah. here. It's like you a whole nother face. I don't want you to see me in the street, Dale, after yeah. I work out no. and just walk past by me because no. you didn't recognize me. I wouldn't. You do know, that. Yeah. you wouldn't do that shit because no. you ain't stupid. But um, if you see me in the street, say, what's up, X? I you know, I definitely will. Okay. And uh, the thing that the show, one of the shows that you run, the potato salad, is that still going? Who made the potato salad? Who oh, yes. It has, it's salad. still going and will never stop. So Who Made the Potato Salad is a show that I produce called, and I'm sorry, that's the name of the show. That's it. But it's a sketch comedy show made in a day that only stars people of color. Right. So representation is really important to me. Like, the industry is obviously very white. Um... And so uh, the show is amazing. We start at 8 a.m. The script, so the writers meet at 8 a.m. Scripts are done by 3. We feed all of cast and crew at 4 p.m. Because that's very important to me. Because while I can't afford to pay people yet, the least I can do is feed them and get them drunk. Yep. So I uh, feed cast and crew at 4. The actors arrive at 5, rehearse till 9. We have tech at 9.30. The show goes live at 11. So everything you see at 11 p.m. was created earlier that day. And I've had amazing performers and writers from SNL, from The Tonight Show, from Luke Cage, from ABC, um, Upright Citizens Brigade. That's where I, f I've always been funny, but UCB taught me why I'm funny. Yeah. 
Um, and I love UCB so much, and it's amazing. And um, I've had access to a huge pool of talent from there. But yeah, it's a huge ass party because it's 11 p.m. Like I hate late ass shows, and it's like two fucking people in the audience. You ain't got shit for them to like nothing. So yeah. when you come to Potato Salad, when you first enter, you get food. Yeah. There's food for everybody for the audience because I really miss the days of like Def Jam and like It Live in Color when I was like like young coming up. Like I wasn't like a young, I was like in like maybe elementary school. And it was such an emphasis on the audience and them having a good ass time. And that's what I feel is missing in showmanship and entertainment with comedy. And we start off the whole show before we start, we do a shot. Um, up top of what I call communion because I was born and raised in church and I feel like communion means like community and we're all together and it's like if you came here by yourself you're leaving with a whole roll of friends hmm. you know lovely it's idea. a good ass time yep. there's a DJ it's fucking liquor sounds good there's yeah. dancers it's a huge ass party and right now we're raising money to take the show back to my hometown LA. in LA yeah. so please That's donate I will like great. if you go to my if you go to my Instagram, 8-0, the word dollars in a suitcase, you'll see all the information there, the links there. You can please feel free to donate. And we're a 501c3, so it's tax deductible. Oh, that's attractive. Tax deductible, yeah. yes, sir. You can write that shit off, honey. <laughs> and we're on Classy <laughs> app, okay? So that's the app for register 501c3s. We hey. ain't on GoFundMe and Kickstarter buying fucking laptops. No way. And, like, fucking rims and no beef for our cars and shit. I don't want that stuff. Did you see that homeless motherfucker that did that shit? I well, called he really it. wasn't homeless. I called it. You did? Yeah. You I called said it? that's a scam. No, oh, I, I thought I knew you it was, was like fucking like. Uh, <laughs> barbecue Becky, like nine one. I was like, now that's 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 right. You should call it on no, that shit. No, no, no. Because that's fucked up. But us no. just being in a fucking pool, bitch. Yeah. Bye. No, that's just being an intuitive. I could tell something was off. You there. knew something was off. And I they, knew they all com they all conspired. Yeah, yeah. Him and the couple. Yeah, no, because I'm from down there. I'm from Philadelphia. I know that something oh, was wow. off. Wow. You don't you don't stop and get gas. No. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> Uh -uh, uh -uh. He said, some in the milk ain't clean. No. Uh -uh. <laughs> that's what I said. Uh, yeah, well he you said, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> Dale, I like you now. Uh, I like you. Uh, X, I and like I'm so you. glad you could be here tonight. Thank you. X Mile, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Thank oh, wait, you. let's see where it ended up. I'm, I'm curious to see myself. Okay. Oh, no, it stopped. It stopped because I have on tights. There it go, right there. Oh, thank goodness for tights. Well, yes. now it's charged. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Oh, you can leave it here. You can leave it here. Oh. That's all right. That's all right. We'll figure it out. That's wonderful. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Halfway mark, you guys. Feeling good. Stretch it out. Okay. Uh, oh, our next, uh, our next uh, performer here tonight, our next guest. Uh, if you need somebody to play uh, 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 the friend, if you need to play uh, the sister-in-law, if you need somebody to just, just be a comforting present, uh, a presence on, on the screen, on the silver screen, incidentally, the silver screen is what I call the large uh, pull-up screen that I have to use uh, to watch the films and videos and television that I like to watch. Because my wife, Galinda, has the main TV that's set up in her bedroom, and so often I have to, oh, <laughs> time for the silver screen, pull up the screen to watch anything. So I don't watch a lot of television, and movies is the option. Ladies and gentlemen, the pride of Cranford, New Jersey, Maria Dizia is here. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. 
Maria, how are you? I'm good. You cold? So chilly. Yeah. <laughs> is that so an cold. all the time thing for you? It is. Yeah. And then it's uh, it's a fear response a little bit also. A fear response? <laughs> yeah. You kn- you're scared? Uh, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to put a crystal down your so shirt? <laughs> no, the one X had, yes. I yeah, guess. yeah, that's a nice little warm one. Uh, you're also on that Strangers thing? Yes. Yeah, it was so good to see X again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Uh, she helped me out. She did? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was having a... You know, it's scary to go on a show. Everybody has chemistry, and then you show up that day. And yeah. Especially a Facebook so show. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, so huge, my gosh. Right? <laughs> so huge. Everybody's on it. Everybody's paying attention. Right? I yeah. Know. Yeah. That's but great. Yeah, she was good to me. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> she was good to me. <laughs> a year earlier. I don't know if you saw it. I was here. Uh, uh, Maria, now you, you of course, Tony-nominated mm-hmm. performer, and uh, we'll get into the directing in a little bit, but uh, you, you've done so much on the stage, so many, you, I, I, you look up the IMDB, my gosh, you got 20 things in development. How do you stay grounded? How do you, how do you manage it all? I don't know, well, I think, I, if you notice, a lot of times those in-development credits, they kind of, they never move down into the uh, having been done. <laughs> is that the key? I do find that because I sometimes, you know, I when I check my IMDb at two o'clock in the morning, then I'll go and check other people's, you know, as a yeah. reference, and I see like a lot of us have, you know, just have those lingering in development. So credits. wait, do you have a, a peer group that you check in on? <laughs> There's some other I people I that do, <laughs> but I'm keeping that. A secret. Okay. <laughs> There's some people you're, you're a little competitive with, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Interesting. What happened in New Jersey? It was rough. <laughs> yeah. It was rough in Cranford. Uh, I'm so out. glad that you said Cranford. Sure. Yeah. Do you go back there? Are you part of the booster uh, team for the... Uh, I do. I go back to Cranford all the time. My yeah. parents live in the house that I grew up in. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mine too. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's something in we have in common. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I also trained in the theater, but uh, you you are a real creature of the theater, mm-hmm. a creature of the boards and the footlights, and you teach theater, too, I don't do, you? Yeah. Teach acting. Yeah, I love What's it. What's the secret? Is it standing? Is it breathing? Is it walking? Yes, all of the above. Yeah. Sometimes at the same time. Yeah. Um, the not bumping into the furniture thing. That's key. a good one. Key. Right? I, I steal Absolute that key. all the time. Yep. I ran into you know. a column in a production of King and I, still haven't forgotten it. <laughs> It was on an AV cart, and I pushed the whole column over. Oh, no. But you know, those are the best. That's the best thing that probably happened in the whole show. To me, it was. Yeah, Right? I mean, audiences love that also. They love when people screw up. Yep. Yep. I've been on lots of shows with, um, what is that called? With the uh, turntable. Oh, the And the best part of the show is always when the turntable stops. Like Les Mis. And yeah, yes. Grinds to a halt. Right, exactly. When it's not supposed to. Yeah, (laughs) right. Castle in the cloud. Yeah. 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 You like to see that. I learned something and I thought maybe you could use it and impart it to your to your students oh, great. if you'd like to do mm-hmm. it. This is something that was taught to me, ladies and gentlemen. Now if you're uh, about to make an entrance or something like that, you mm-hmm. don't start from this position. Oh, uh huh. You start from this position. Oh that's beautiful. You see what I did there? I raised my foot, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So then when it is time for me to enter, I am part of a continuous motion. Yeah, you look ready for anything. I'm ready for anything. I didn't just come in, right? My action didn't just start. No, I was I was already walking that way. That's beautiful. And that's why I've come in. I wasn't just standing there in the 
You can use it if you want. That's fine. I will. We'll do a whole workshop on it. Y'all, <laughs> I hope so. I'll invite you in. It's about tapping into the energy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Now, you're uh, doing some um, directing. I am. Yeah, yeah. This is new for you? It is new for me. And you've it's got only the second show that I directed. And uh, what about the film? Was there a film that you're directing as well? Oh, yeah. That's something that's in development. In development. It's on yeah. the list, though, so it we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Make those other people jealous. Right. Now, the film, though, as I understand it, is about cults. It is about cults. About cults. And yeah. uh, uh, would you feel like you'd, uh, what, what about cults is it? Oh, about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a sentence I'm proud of. No, that was, I, I understood <laughs> the general meaning, which is all it needed to do. Um, yeah, what about cults is it? Um, is that? Yeah. <laughs> is that the right sentence uh, construction? Um, what aspect of cult are you looking at in the yeah. new film? Well, you know, it changed a little bit because I think when we started out, it was about the naivete of cults and then what happens when you try to take that and put it into, um, uh, put it back into the non-cult world. Yeah. Um, but then as I interviewed people who had grown up in cults, um, it just, that didn't seem true anymore. And it was, uh, it became really about how um, the world is actually, that society is a cult. Mm -hmm. And that every society has rules and we follow them and following the rules comes with its own uh, dangers. And um, so that's what it became about more. Yeah. yeah. And what was the inspiration for it? Um, a, a, a friend of mine wrote it and he really was just, he had so many friends who uh, he thought were great actors who weren't working and he wanted to make a vehicle for them. I see. And so he just took like the wackiest aspect of all of his friends and put them together. And so cult was a wacky aspect <laughs> to some friend. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. That was how he figured out how to get all of those personalities together. I see. And yeah. do you think you'd do okay in a cult? You know, that's interesting. I visited a cult. I, but as we were heading up. Is that up a regular thing you can do? Yeah, you that can that's what they're made in? for. That's what they're made for is to yeah, invite okay. people and have yeah. you come and, and visit and, and join. I've visited a you couple, have? I realize now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, One they can be, it's very sneaky at first. That's sneaky. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't necessarily know you're, you're visiting a cult until no. about an hour into the presentation. Yeah, easily. Figure, well, I don't know. No, I do it like starts <laughs> with like a muffin. Yep. And then yep. I cannot drink, uh, how do you pronounce it? Yerba mate? Yeah. Yeah. Can't drink it because I went to a horrible cult and that's what they served us. Yeah. Because it started with Yerba mate tea. Yeah. Um, but as we were going up to visit one, everybody voted me that I would be the least likely to stay. And I uh -huh. was so offended because I thought that I would be the first person to go. Yeah. But to go uh, into the cult. No, I would be the first person to say, this is oh, a cult. We got oh, to get out of here. It, to be into it. Yeah. And uh, everyone who I was with felt that I would be the person who would be like, you guys, <laughs> this is great. That's what I would be. Yeah. I think I would be so great in a cult. Would you? Yes. Not like number one. I don't want to lead one. And number two oh. is like where all the power is. And that person always has some kind Wait, of issue. Wait, who has all the power? Number two. Number two has all the power. Yeah, like number two. How do you pronounce his name? Mes Miscavige? Miscavige? Oh, yeah. Miscavige? Miscavige. Yeah. Is yeah. that yeah. what it is? Yeah, I think so. But he's not he number one. The wife now went missing. Now he is. Yeah. Well, now, uh, yeah. He, now he's number one, but he was number two before. Y exactly. Well, that's right. the point. That person has right, too no. much ambition. Right. And it gets squashed. <gasps> and then they, but I feel no, like it would be good to be like, 
the cult doctor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on the love boat. Like that doctor had a good time. And like yeah, I, I could be like so. okay, like in the cabinet. I don't need to be the the leader of the thing. Right. You a position of power would be nice, yeah. an acknowledgement of my time, sir. But uh, yeah, I would, you know, I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Just like doing fun stuff. What do you need? A shot? You know that kind of thing. How about some bee pollen? I could do it. Do you I need any I like? Love uh, I love uh, B12 shots. Yeah. Right. People yeah. love them. That's part of the. I'd, I'd love to talk to you more <laughs> <laughs> about your cult idea. Do you need extras though for the for the show? Do you need anybody in a turtleneck? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah totally. Convincing cult members yeah. to just wander around. Yeah. Not look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> One of these. I could do it. Yeah, great. I'm available. Hired. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now you also have an in development credit. Oh, so. I'm so excited. <laughs> My first one. Yeah. <laughs> Light up the boards. <laughs> Take that, that Steve Levy. <laughs> He's part of my peer group that I'm competitive with on IMDb. <laughs> I want to ruin that fella. Nice. Yeah. He's part of our turtleneck group that we <laughs> meet down at the piers and do a turtle swap. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, do you like a turtleneck? I love a turtleneck. Yeah, they're nice. I used to like them a lot more. I don't, I don't think that... I like them on other people. I'm not so sure. good at them right now. Sure. But I used to like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, love I'd love to get you in one. Oh. Not in yeah, a weird you. way. Just no. like as a, you know, we right. can go somewhere together. And you could teach me, you could show me what a good turtleneck is. I'll do the walk is. thing, and then you'll be in the turtleneck, and I feel like it would be a fun afternoon. Yeah, that sounds fabulous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when does that movie come out? You don't know. It's in development. No, it's in development. You're raising some money for it? Yes, we're okay. raising money for it. And so in the meantime, right you're doing now. some stuff on the stage, doing some uh, productions? Um, I'm I'm auditioning for things. Yeah, um, that's the best, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You go in a room, everybody looks like you. You think, God, I why know. am isn't I doing it this? Incredible. Yeah, it really is incredible. It's, it's a you great feeling. You finding all those people who look. It's a self-esteem like boost, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. You just feel right like a snowflake. It's not, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's not. It's so crushing. <laughs> and then if you don't book it, it's even worse. I lost something I just had to perform with my stomach. It wasn't even my face. <laughs> I didn't get it. I had to look disappointed with my midsection. Oh, I love it. That's my favorite kind of acting. And I'm, I was very disappointed. <laughs> 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 didn't book. But anyway, that's was the way it, like it is. Was it like an IBS commercial? Something. I think it was something? for like the DMV. Oh. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> they pay the money, by the way. They do. They're you get a DMV commercial. Woo! <laughs> You're set for life. Nice. <laughs> well, you might be, because I bet, you know, the, do you remember those New York Times ads? That they, they never changed them, ever. No. I mean, those people made that ad in, like, 1982, and they were still putting, so that might be the same thing with the DMV. Yep. They yep. make that one ad, and they never change it. Well, do you do any kind of ritual mm -hmm. stuff before an audition? Do you do any kind of superstitious as a performer? Do you have the crystals? Do you oh. have the uh, tarot? Do you have I the have uh, meditation? I have a lot of crystals. Yeah. Um, I have one that's just like this. Yep. Lapis. Yeah, lapis is this lapis lazuli. Open up the throat chakra. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I have a lot of this stuff. What else do I have? I have <laughs> um, I have the a sage. Yeah. Right? Which is important I feel like after auditions. Yeah. Saging. Those little yeah. But I actually I I used to have a lot of um 
things that I had to do when I was younger. And then it did get a little crippling. Yeah. So now I'm trying to be more. It's okay. I don't have to put I on used the to same count, exact I used to count socks. the stairs. I used to count you the stairs. Did. And the socks, the right, right, right way. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the left and the right. Yep. You mean, yeah. Yep. It gets tricky, doesn't it? It does. Yep. Makes the prep time a little longer than it should it be. Takes forever. Yep. I'd have to put my mascara on the same way every time. Well, I hope that one of these auditions works out for you. Yeah, I hope I so, I hope too. that we see you in one of these uh, productions soon. Yeah. And we'll certainly be watching for it. Yeah. Okay. Yay, thank Maria you. Maria Dizia, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Woo. That's wonderful. Y'all take it. Oh, but then I'm, then I'm real caught up. There you go. There you are. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. You guys doing good? Yeah. All right. Uh, our next performer has a new album out called Shades. Uh, she's a terrific uh, performer, singer, multi-instrumentalist. Please welcome Vera Sola to the stage. <laughs> Yes, it's happening. Wow. When do we stop? I think we're good. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> I think if we sit down, it's good. Vera, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, the new album is terrific. Uh, I'm a big fan. And uh, uh, my gosh, you must be terrifically happy with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess I am. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, it's, thanks. It's, it's wonderful. Um, now, uh, you, of course, we have a lot in common. Uh, we're partly Canadian. Uh, yeah. We have maybe a dark sense of humor. Uh, we have roots in strange Americana. I guess so. Do I have roots in strange Americana? I hope so, because the next part of this okay. is predicated on you having roots in strange Americana. <laughs> what about strange Canadiana? <laughs> well, we can go there, too. Yeah, I'd like uh, that. So let's see how this plays out. But as I understand it, you have a history with maybe upstate with spiritualism, uh, uh, yeah. upstate New York. But that actually, upstate New York, but um, New York, but my family is Canadian, that part of them. So it truly does come back to the Canadian. Oh, yes. well, that's wonderful. I didn't realize that spiritualism had spread up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it has. A it's, a, it's a, like fire. Yeah. Fire. Now, the interesting thing about uh, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Katie likes a lot of that stuff. I know. Uh, we, we get along. Now, the spiritualism, interesting in that uh, it was probably in the 1800s or so, you got people like the Fox sisters uh, with the rapping on the tables and this and that. Oh, and yeah. it becomes not only a religion, but an entertainment. And uh, many, uh, many women involved, aren't sure. there? Yeah. And using a lot of instruments to communicate the spirits, to tell their stories. Not unlike what you're doing with the new album. I guess that's sort of the idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I didn't really intend it to be, but it, it, it is that. You're reaching all the way back into your own history, though. I think that's a lovely thing. Well, thank you. I, I hope it is. It is. It scares people. It scares people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, why, because uh, some of it's kind of haunted? Sure, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sort of scary looking. Scary looking? Yeah. I don't think so. Really? My boyfriend told me yesterday that I look like a Russian folk character that eats children. <laughs> well, other than that. Yeah, look at this cloak. <laughs> Very Baba Yaga. Is Mom that what that is? Cloak, yes. Yeah. No, I don't. Th I think she had chicken feet. Uh, well, I don't know. You got boots. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that would be a real reveal, though, if you had chicken feet. Um, but um, we're in Canada. Uh, it's just across the border from uh, that place in upstate New York. It's uh, Kingston, Ontario. Kingston, Ontario. Yeah. yeah. Charles Dickens visited it once. He said it was a gray town full of gray people. 
a great town full of great people. Yeah, that's yeah. My, my people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been to Toronto. It has a kind of a gray vibe to it, doesn't it? This is grayer. <laughs> yeah. Grayer than yeah. Toronto. Uh, More that's gray. Shades <laughs> of gray. My it's family was up there in Hamilton. Oh, yeah, that's that's a place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying so. Yeah. <laughs> but you connect to all those kind of spiritualist things. You connect to the kind of ghost. Have you had an experience with the supernatural? I have. I, um, I've been warned by my publicists not to talk too much about it. Okay. <laughs> all right. But I have had some interesting experiences, yes. Yeah. I've grown up in haunted houses and uh, around people who believe in those things but because I grew up like as that being a part of my family you know naturally um, I rebelled against it and have been a skeptic and and spotted fraud from a mile off but um <laughs> but I have had experiences despite my skepticism you know when somebody's just knocking on the table oh yeah yeah you and and uh, you, these are kind of things that have appeared as spectral forms hmm. <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble with the publicist, but I mean, have you seen like uh, an old sailor walking down the hallway or that kind of thing? Um, I've heard a lot of stuff, and I've I have actually a lot of photographs. Um, I'm a terrible photographer, really, truly atrocious. Um, but since I was a child, I've despe desperately tried to take a good photo, and I can't seem to take a good photo of a human uh, in living body form. But I've got some s really scary ghost photos of of humans in dead form. Humans <laughs> in dead form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. See, I told you. <laughs> my publicist's right. <laughs> it, uh, it might scare off some people. Yeah. But that's not what the, it's not on the album. The album cover, a lovely uh, picture. Oh, not scary at all. Yeah, no, not scary at all. No. no. Were you comforted by the spirits? Um, the ones in the photos, or yeah, the like ones when you see a photo, uh, a spirit uh, appear, were you thinking? No, they're, oh. hor they're horrible. Oh no, <laughs> you're, you're scared. Guess yeah. the death form is like a skull. Oh, they're just—they just don't really. These ones aren't like angelic creatures. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, they're that kind <laughs> of a yeah. little more demonic. Sure. Okay, that is scary. Yeah, here we and go. And now I wish we hadn't gone down this road. <laughs> I will never be hired for anything again. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, uh, now, uh, the, the process of uh, making the album. You play all the instruments on the album mm -hmm. yourself, and uh, that was uh, rewarding for you? Yeah, it was. Um, it was How do you learn all the instruments? You don't. <laughs> you just kind of see. You make it up. You make it up. Yeah, it's yeah. That's, I mean, talk about spotting a fraud from a mile off. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I just sort of picked up bunch of stuff and some of them I knew about and some of them I didn't and yeah. I saw what happened and arranged it and put it all together but it's mostly you know sleight of hand <laughs> well <laughs> we like that yeah, don't we, we can tell. yes yeah a little bit of magic goes a long way doesn't it it does uh, now um, uh, the uh, what was I going to tell you Oh, you, you have a kind of a um, quality to the voice, a kind of a wobble that happens in there, sure. a little vibrato mm -hmm. that happens that reminded me of uh, a concert I once attended of Diamanda Galas. People have said that to me before. She's yeah. badass. Do people know who I'm talking about with this, Diamanda Galas? Yeah, she's very cool. Okay, so I went to see a concert of hers in Providence, Rhode Island. She turned out the lights, and then it was the most terrified I have ever been as a human being 
listening to her singing, and it was like a gospel song or something, mm -hmm. but you were praying for your soul mm -hmm. to, to make it through, yeah. <laughs> through the next three minutes. A little bit terrifying. You said that it just kind of came out one time as you were singing. Did it feel like you were channeling something? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I'm locked into performing, it feels like a channeling. I sort of let go of everything and just let fly. Yeah. Um, but it really that happened, um, that vibrato ca character to my voice, just sort of emerged one day, uh, actually my first day in the studio, um, when I decided that I was gonna make this record because I wasn't a real, I was a side musician, but I wasn't like going for a music career at all. Um, and I didn't sing publicly really at all. Um, and when I went into the studio, I made a decision that I wasn't gonna be afraid anymore. Yeah. And as soon as I decided that I, like fear would not serve me, there wasn't any point in being afraid. Um, I was able to sing pretty uh, wildly differently than I ever had before. Um, and the vibrato was, was there, and it's, it <laughs> that, was, that was scary, speaking of scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It can be tricky when a different voice comes out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's wild. Um, and uh, you, uh, you're going to play a couple of songs. You're going to play a song for us tonight. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that would be uh, great. And uh, why don't we do that now? Because okay. uh, I'm so eager. I'm such a fan of the album called Shades. And if you can play something for us, that I, I think we'd all enjoy that. Um, plug yeah. myself in here and do Okay. Yeah. Stuff. You do that. Do I talk while we set up or are you going to talk? Well, we didn't really rehearse how this transition well, was going to go. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, but uh, I think all we have to do is get the microphone in the stand. The microphone in the stand. And you've got your guitar. We've got plugged into the amp, probably. Not yet. We're going to have to tune the guitar, too. Oh, that's my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> and you think, uh, uh, oh, you're doing stuff. It's awkward to ask you questions. Well, I was going to ask you about the role that uh, comedy might play in that. You have a lot of humor in the album, too. She's saying it's an important part of the whole as thing. I stumble. <laughs> <laughs> to have humor involved. And uh, yeah, I think if you give it a listen, you start to get a sense of some of those little things leeching in the comedy that happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am glad that you brought that up because it is a, at times a very maudlin album, but it's, it is so in, uh, it's self-aware. Yes. You know, when I say certain things that are like, oh my God, how could she possibly be saying that? It's probably a joke, you know? Um, but it's delivered in such a way that often people Wow, you just must be such a sad person. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> I am. Are you? Are you we ready? For you me? ready? I'm ready for you. There's some funny in this song. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you'll laugh though. Um, I wish I thought about the funny when I was. I'll think about the my funny. Song. Yes. Right, we should be good. Vera Sola, everybody. Yeah. 
How do I wear my teeth? And I color my cheeks And I promise thee all the organs of my ribcage I give it all up to you I give it all up to you man I give it all up to you Oh this is all for you came out of your body I was attached to your spine I was a piece of your ribcage I made the apple for your wandering eye so this is all for you oh this is all for you and I am a fraction of I am subtracted from I am you your, your derivation
Thank you. Dear soul, everybody, huh? Oh, my gosh. It went right through me. Thank you so much. The new album is called Shades, and it's Thank available you. everywhere. That's terrific. And uh, my gosh, woof, woof. Yeah, you're set. You're good. There won't be anybody to. That's great. Vera Sola. Oh, so good. Wow. All right. Well, that will do it for us here in the deep night. I want to thank all of our performers. Give it up for them, all of our guests. Just amazing. Thanks to the Slipper Room. Uh, I'm Dale Seaver. And now, uh, to guide us out of the deep night, to open up that great portal that'll get us back home, uh, let's give it over to Cushions, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, it was magical. Vera's album is called Shades. You can get it anywhere. Katie performs all around town. X writes for The Daily Show. And Maria has so many films and stage projects in development. You're sure you try not to see her. <laughs> She'll be on screen or stage soon. And Cushions, go see Cushions. Now, there are only two more live shows left in the season. So I hope to see you out at one of them. We're always at the Slipper Room on the Lower East Side. And you get to see some amazing comedians and performers. And me. That's just icing. Personalized reading this week goes out to Jasmine Taylee of West Timber Falls, Washington. Jasmine? Um, good things to always have ready to go at any time. Cash or if you have any you know, precious metals that you can trade for goods. Um, I do. Passport. Yeah. Keep yep. a few little gold nuggets on the bedside. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, also, uh, any aspirins or prescription med medication that you have. And that's, you should just have that in any scenario. Yep. Like, it might not be an apocalypse, but you might need to leave because of a war or something. And lucky numbers this week are negative 14 below and zero snow. What are you kidding me? Where's winter? All right. Well, sometimes it's hard to remember, but try to keep in mind that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced by James Bewley. Season 11 podcast icon designed by Candace Broersma. Deep Night theme by Zach Gabbard. Music heard throughout the show is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Plus some other stuff at the top that Dale just finds online and downloads to a secret folder. Poster artwork this season provided by Ronald Horn Industries, Maria Wen, and Scott Balmer, among others. Live shows every other month at The Slipper Room. Studio services provided by Harvestworks in New York City. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and catch some of the episodes on YouTube. Now it's time to close up the portal and leave you with Gaia's blessings. Good night. <laughs>